Hello, and welcome, my friends, to the time between times. That place where you know the dark tales of Wales will be brought to you by me, Owen Staten. Whatever your week has brought you, whatever cares, worries and strife has landed on your doorstep, forget it for just a brief moment, here, as I tell you a tale traditionally told. A tale told at the time between times. The time when it was neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. Welcome, my friends, for here you can sit and enjoy. Today we are going somewhere different. So sit back, relax if you can, and imagine that we're walking down onto the beach as the sun is starting to set, the moon is starting to rise. Far out to sea, both moon and sun glow and reflect on a flat tide that looks like a mirror. The cowing of gulls can be heard in the air. You feel the sand on your feet. And there, halfway down the beach, just below the rising tide, is a fire pit that has been dug by your friends. You kick the sand and make your way forward before sitting down and feel the fire burning, the heat on your hands. Far away you can hear the water rising, but here is a place of peace, a place to enjoy, a place where a story can be told that you can enjoy at this special time of day. It's been a difficult week, but all that washes away as you listen to the storyteller start to tell you a tale, a tale from long ago, a place far away. A tale of a dreadful curse, and one that's here to stay. Let me take you back to the town of Conwy in North Wales, a beautiful place with a great bridge across its river that leads down to the sea. Once upon a time it was full of fishermen in coracles that rowed up and down, back and forth, bringing their fish to the shore for their families to feed. And one of those was a man called Robin Cairns. He had spent most of his life fighting for an English king in a war far away and had returned practically penniless. His family had gone and living in a ramshackle shack he would make his way out to the river every day to catch what fish he could and bring them back and sell them in an old tavern called a place in the centre of town. Conoy was a bustling place, full of traders and soldiers and people of all ages, farmers and fishermen, rubbed shoulders with craftsmen. And on this day, in the height of winter, where the winter moon and the winter sun brought barely enough light to illuminate it past the shadowy depths of night. Robin made his way out on his small coracle, a small round boat. He rowed out into the centre of the river, and there with his fishing rod, cast into the waters, he waited to see what the day would bring. One small fish was caught, it seemed like his day would be practically fruitless, with nothing more than what he could eat himself. But just as the sun started to set, he saw something that would change his life. Out of the water, 
there rose something which at first he thought was a seal. Then his heart started to beat faster, because then he thought it was some sort of serpent. But on both accounts he was wrong, for rising from the water was the head of a beautiful maiden, long black hair running down her back. She bobbled out of the water, then down back underneath, and as she went under he could see that she did not have legs but a fish's tail that splashed in the water around him. Terrified, he huddled in the centre of the coracle, but then she came up, reached over the side of the boat, and handed him a handful of shells with a smile that was not of this world. His heart started to beat, for he was in love or lust. She bobbled again under the boat, appearing on the other side, again with a handful of shells. This time he summoned all his courage, reached out and grabbed them. And she laughed, a playful sound. <laughs> Unfortunately, Robin's time away as a soldier had made him a black, bitter man. His heart was dark and it got the better of him. She reached up again, but this time his dark heart became to the foe, and he grabbed at her hands, and using all his strength, he pulled the mermaid into the centre of the coracle. She lashed out with her fish's tail, but he grabbed and held her tight, and then pulling a rope from the bottom of the boat, tied her tight as she squealed against what he was doing. He put his hand over her mouth and told her, Don't worry, you will be safe with me. He quickly rowed the coracle back, splashing the mermaid to make sure she stayed wet. He knew that all of a sudden he would make a fortune, for he had something here that nobody else in the north of Wales had. He had something he could display, and people would come for miles around to see. He put a sack over her head and rushed her into the place. He told the landlord what he had was not believed until they rushed to the outside tin bath and he tipped open the sack and out fell the mermaid. They filled the bath with water but made sure she was tied fast. They gasped in awe at what he had found. Robin carried the bath and the mermaid into the centre of the Plas pub and placed her on display, asking a copper coin for every visitor to come and gawk at what he had found. Although the mermaid could not speak, she cried and wept. In her eyes, the depths of her eyes, she was begging to be taken back to the sea. But Robin would not allow this. Day after day after day, the people of the town and for miles around came to pay their coin and visit the mermaid. And day after day after day, he became richer as the mermaid became weaker and sadder. Until eventually, she seemed to pass from this world. Robin became panicked, reached down and shook the mermaid, and one last time she opened her eyes, looked at him right in the eye, and spoke in a voice as old as the ancient ocean itself. 
for what you have done to me. Robin Cairns, may you be forever cursed. And the people of Conwy, may they be forever cursed. And their sons, and their daughters, and their sons, sons, and daughters, daughters, until the end of time. You, I will have my revenge on you. And with that, she died. Knowing only the sadness of one whose fortune had been flitted away and lost, Robin buried her in the garden outside the place. He spent the rest of his money and soon became poor again, but had to go once again to his coracle fishing. It was on a day in the height of midwinter, where the snow started to fall like a blanket, that he pushed his coracle out into the river once more. Wearing his thickest coat, he rowed out into the centre and put out his rod to catch a fish. What happened next is not disputed. It was seen by many people, and the tale is still told to this day. But those walking along the bridge looked down and saw the coracle fisherman, and then they saw what seemed to be giant fish swimming around him, round and round, round and round, up and down, and then suddenly, just as the sun started to set, and the moon started to rise, and the time between times became, in essence, hey, hands, many, many arms and hands emerged from the water, grabbed the screaming fisherman, toppled over the coracle, and dragged it to a watery doom. Robin Cairns was never seen again. The broken coracle washed up on the shore the next day, and the people of Conway started to believe that the mermaid's curse was real. Mere weeks later, on a dull, cold, dark night, the Plas Inn burned to the ground, but it was said that as the flames licked the sky and the fire illuminated the whole town itself, the mermaid's laughter could be heard on the wind. The place was just a pile of rubble. But the people of Conway refused to believe the curse and built a new town hall upon where the place used to sit. Years passed. But one Christmas day, a passenger ferry was carrying passengers from one side to the river to the other. And suddenly it capsized, and all hands were lost. People at the side of the river noted again that hands seemed to rise from the water, pulling the doomed vessel under. No one was seen again. And merely a hundred years ago from this very night, the town hall burnt in a fire, leaving just piles of ashes and cinders. But as it did so, all that could be heard was laughing on the wind, laughing on the breeze. The mermaid's curse was still in effect. The people of Conoy, even to this day, pay their respects to the mermaid that was brought by Robin Cairns all those years ago into the centre of town and displayed for all who would pay a coin. 
and they fear what the next step of the curse may be. There are many who think that at last they may have paid their penance enough, but others who await another disaster that could befall the town. On Christmas Day, many of the locals walk across the stone bridge that covers the centre of the river and throw a coin into the waters to try and appease those who live under it. And many have said that as they have done so and the coin has plapped into the river, the hands have reached out to catch it. A cursed town, a beautiful town, a town that attracts visitors from all round the world, and a town that has featured in one of these tales earlier on in this series. Look at the ghosts of Plas Maur if you want to hear more about the town of Conoy. But for tonight, I have just left you with the tale of the mermaid's curse. A dark tale indeed, and curses. Curses are not to be forgotten or messed with, and those who are not meant to leave the water or the fairy realm and brought into ours are best left where they are. Some treasures are best left unfound. Thank you for listening to this tale of the mermaid's curse, and thank you for being such loyal followers of this time-between-time storytelling. I cannot believe how many of you are listening in every week to hear these tales from far away, listeners from all around the world. Please follow me on Twitter at Owen S. Griffiths, or drop me an email owenstaten at aol.com or if you are feeling incredibly generous please go to ko-fi.com forward slash owenstaten and buy me a coffee it's something that would really help me get through some of these dark cold days thank you for all the feedback I know so many of you are enjoying the mindful listens that I'm putting out to accompany some of the tales as well. And I will do another one next week in order that some of you can relax and let the visualization and your imagination run wild. In the meantime, please take care of yourself and join me again here at the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. Because this is a place where we can all be safe and no matter what's going on in the world, we can all enjoy a tale traditionally told. I am Owen Staten. Thank you ever so much for listening. Diolch am grando, and I shall see you here again soon, my friends. No star. Good night, and please take care.